0: Welcome to season 10 of Sundays with Wendy, the future of healing. I'm your host, Wendy Goldberg, founder of the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation. Healing is at the heart of our work, and the podcast continues to focus on one of the most powerful and inspiring aspects of the human spirit, healing. This season, I explore the multifaceted nature of healing within ourselves, going beyond what is visible. The conversations reveal tangible and authentic healing that carries meaning and significance to each of us. I encourage you to open your mind and heart as the eight episodes enlighten and garner a new way of thinking. Episode one, the information is there. Episode two, you have to ask. Episode three, the zero point. Episode four, letting it in. Episode five, frequency and sound. Episode six, Soul Signature, Episode 7, The Sacred Dance, Episode 8, What's Next, and Episode 9, The Wrap. So find a comfortable space and listen in as we explore other ways to heal. Stay tuned and let the healing begin. Episode 2, You Have to Ask. We tend to seek so much externally. Holding on to things if there is nothing else. I've been guilty of having my ear on the past and my eye on the future, but it was unsustainable. We don't have to be tethered to anything to prove our existence. We have our truth. We have our soul's truth. And deep down, I think we know our truth and the things that compromise it. It's just most of us do a terrible job of paying attention. When my misadventures came, I did not grip onto labels and statistics per se, for they were only a mask to be worn. I did the opposite. I shed them. Without having to define what I would embody, there was a level of clarity that pulled away the fabric of what I thought I knew. One of my mentors said, Wendy, I've heard you talk about how you handle situations, your cancer. Your journey with your son. Then she started copiously writing. She took a snapshot of the words and sent it to me via text. I let out a huh reading it, never devoting much thought to it actually. So I developed a guide to anchor what I found to be true. It was designed from the more profound parts of my life, the beautiful, the tangled, and the weird. So I assure you it has been tested. It is called The Healing Guide, which I share over season eight of the podcast. The process outlined in the guide works because the answers are in each of us individually. Who knows us better than we know ourselves? We hold every bit of information we need. We must only dare to find it. Spirituality is the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul, as opposed to physicalism. But healing is in the duality, both worlds being real for example i believe death is not so final i feel our soul stays infinitely intact and that brings great comfort despite the fact in this physical dimension i have all the cerebral experiences around grief and it hurts like hell both exist for me and they should being comfortable talking about existence in all its forms I am not afraid to talk about death. Certainly no stranger to communicating with my deceased loved ones on the other side. I decided to hold a meeting at the end of my meditation every Monday morning. It seemed like the best time to convene. I invited them in with one stipulation. To hold my best interest as a priority to attend. Each meeting started with me thanking them for their guidance in the previous week. When I did... They became more engaged. I laid out the week ahead, and wanting it to be fun, at the end of the meeting, I said in my mind, let's go play. It has become my internal counsel. It worked so well, I soon called the meeting daily. There was more than a temporal connection. It was so close I could touch it. The Greek philosopher Plotonius's quote on the nature of knowledge says it this way, In fact, if we do not have knowledge of it, do we have it at all? But we have it in such a way that we can speak about it, but we do not speak it. For we say what it is not, but we do not say what it is. So we speak from what comes after it, but we are not prevented from having it, even if we don't say it. The very same notion I saw applicable to the occurrences at work. My staff rushing around with tasks that I had not directly assigned to them. My intentions were admitting and activating. I loved to watch it at play. There were visual concessions that came. I would be talking to someone and I would see a flash of light like a falling star. I started to take note of when it happened. It was showing up in the more pivotal conversations. Beyond that, I started seeing pixels. Tiny, iridescent bubbles in my field of vision. Initially, I thought the particles floating around were airborne dust, but I realized it was my aura that I was observing. We are all made of it, the subtle reflection of what we hold emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I like to think I speak to the same essence within others. It is formless yet palpable, and our individual reality bounces around a collective reality. The interesting part is how we intend or ask for what is out there. The topic of asking for information is fascinating to me, and I wanted to get the opinion of my therapist, Dr. Susan Thompson of Integrated Counseling and Wellness. I loved her approach as she believes in treating the whole person, mind, body, and spirit toward healing. Well, I'm thrilled to have you again, Susan, on the Sundays with Wendy podcast, especially for this season the future of healing as we explore all that healing has to offer us. So thank you for joining me again.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this.
0: You know, I thought of you so specifically for this episode two, you have to ask. And this goes back a couple of years in one of our sessions, you gave me, it was the best advice. I was talking about asking for guidance. In the cosmos, and you said, "Why don't you form your internal council?" And it was so impactful for me because I think I had started, but I hadn't put like in a container and named it. And then when I did, it just took off.
1: Yeah, maybe it would be helpful to give a little background um, how that came about for me. Um, So I was trained as a professional counselor. I'm a licensed professional counselor in Virginia all the traditional ways of working with uh, with clients. And then um, I got introduced to Reiki and I got introduced to multidimensional healing. I got introduced to emotional freedom techniques. Um, and from there, I just started ex- exploring. And that counsel concept came about because I had a student, a resident in counseling who had gone on a major yoga retreat in India, come back and she started talking about her council that she learned how to create a council in her yoga training. And I thought, that's brilliant. So I started using my own and over the years it has morphed um, into, you know, different energies and characters, if you will, that are on my council, depending on what kind of help I want to invite in or ask for. Mm-hmm. Um so it's been really useful. Um knowing that number one, we're not alone. Number two, we are all pieces of source or God or whatever it is that you want to call it, spirit, the divine. Um, it's all there. And we are a part of it. So why not draw on energies well, i've got a lot of archangels on my council and i imagine a big table one of those conference tables <laughs> and i'm sitting at one end and my council is along the along the sides and one at the other end for me archangel michael's at the other end and i didn't grow up catholic so i i just draw in that energy i really appreciate the energy of Archangel Michael, but I've had, like I said, different energies over the years.
0: You say maybe people have come on and come off the
1: council? Yep. Yep. There are ones that have come on and come off. Um, I've had Einstein on at different times. Um, I've had, oh, who else have I had? Ascended Masters is usually what I include, like White Mm -hmm. Buffalo Calf Woman and who else? One year I went to Mount Shasta and uh, I went to a conference, and they said, You know, this is a place where the Lumerians gathered, and why don't you just take a couple home with you? So I played with that. I think it's helpful to have that as an attitude of play um, because we could take all kinds of things seriously. But I think that that attitude, that mindset of being yeah. playful with it really does help with the process too. Yeah. And
0: I've kind of looked at it like a co-creation.
1: Absolutely.
0: Like not so much like I, Wendy, have to do everything. Like it kind of like takes all of that pressure. You know, you're going to get this information that's coming through. And yes, and I, I'm a big proponent of, I thank them. Yes. So I have one every morning in my meditation, but I say thank you for what has happened the day before, but I have found it, that just takes it even
1: further. And if you even add thank you as you're uh, putting it out there for the day, um, mm-hmm. thank you for you know, bringing this to me. It's that gratitude that elevates as well. So whether it's past, present, or future, that sense of gratitude does help. And yeah, um, to be able to express it to whatever energy is uh, being activated, it's a good thing. I have a a friend or colleague that actually talks about and channels angels. And she once said, There are a lot of unemployed angels. All we have to do is ask and tell them thank you. So that was confirmation to (laughs) include. some more angels on my council too my first question for you is can we all do this why not so my answer is of course what i think often feels limiting is that there are those who are really good at imagining and those that have a hard time imagining so it's the ones who folks who have a hard time imagining that might be more challenged by this. So with those folks, what you might do is go ahead and find images, if you um and um and create a board of some sort, put them around in some kind of shape or form, whether it's around a table, like I imagine, or some other way. You know, I can imagine a gathering of energies, uh, people that then that kind of makes it easier for you to bring to mind those energies and entities. Yeah. I think that all of us can do this. Yeah. Well, so that leads to my second question. Do you believe
0: that we have to ask for this guidance? You know, really be intentional when we do
1: this, not so much as,
0: oh, you know, maybe, or I might want some guidance.
1: I do. I do think Um, So the first thing to keep in mind is that we are in charge of our lives and having that commanding presence for ourselves and then for commanding, not demanding, but commanding, that has a certain kind of, I'm sitting up straighter when I say that. I don't know if that (laughs) happens for you too, but that gives authority. And it's from that place of authority uh, that we ask. Again, not demand, but ask. And we get responses when we ask with authority, I think. So to be specific, absolutely. To be intentional, even more, absolutely. I think those are important qualities. And my friend who's the angel, uh, person says, you know, ask for just about anything. Ask for, if you want to see a white feather today, ask to see a white feather, imagine the white feather. And again, for those who have a hard time imagining, cut out a picture of it and meditate a little bit on it. But it's that focus that does make a difference. And Mm -hmm. it is settling in, yourself centering Uh, and from that place of centering that command um, the authority that we kind of radiate out that energy as well Mm -hmm. and i am always amazed every time
0: i mean there isn't a time where i feel like when i ask and then i receive it's always with such wow it's never dismissive. Again, I mean, it it comes with a sense of such gratitude. And sometimes I say, "Show me boldly." Yes, I said, you know, I need a little extra today. Show me boldly. And this was kind of maybe very early on in my grief. And I just, I think it was a holiday or an anniversary or something. And I said, "Just Ben, show me you're around." And I went to Starbucks. I was leaving, and in front of me pulls out like a nineteen seventies Volkswagen, one of those you know, big van types. Oh yeah. Like something out of a cartoon. It was pink and it was all painted and there were clouds and it said love and peace and imagine, and you know, all the things and I'm driving behind it and I'm looking around at the other cars and I'm like, are they seeing this? Uh (laughs) Because It was something, it was out of place. Mm -hmm. It should not have been there. It was bold. It was bold and I saw it. And so it just
1: makes me kind of giggle. Yeah. And if you need something to be gentle, Mm -hmm. it can be gentle too. Mm -hmm. If whatever lesson you're facing is something you think on one hand might be hard, then ask for it to be delivered gently. It's amazing. I think so too. One time I was getting ready for a really difficult meeting and because I was waiting for other people to show up, I sat and I meditated for a little bit and I imagined my counsel. And normally, like I said, Archangel Michael's right on the other end of the table. What ended up happening is, I, and I did not intentionally imagine this, but it just happened. Like I imagined the whole table, the whole table rotated. So instead it was instead of it being in front of me, it was all behind me. Like, we got your back. Oh, and Archangel Michael was right directly behind me. Just, <laughs> and I walked into that meeting, right, remembering that I am in command at this point. So. Whew. Gosh, I mean, look how powerful it is for you. I know, right. It just, that was amazing. And I've had other experiences similar to that. But mm-hmm. that one, yeah, it was a crazy meeting too, but. I have a
0: similar like
1: boardroom scenario, but
0: they're more celestial in form. It kind of comes in very easily. I don't know, almost like you're inviting people in, but they're just kind of breezing through.
1: And so everyone's counsel is going to be different. And that's perfect because we're all different. We're all here to do something and be something different. So why wouldn't you create a council that represents you and what your wants and needs are, uh, the kind of helpers that you want on it.
0: So, you know, to, to take this one step further, Mm -hmm. this was a question that I had, and I think some of our listeners might resonate with this, but if we are asking, you know, Mm -hmm. we are accessing a higher or different intelligence. Uh So I've kind of questioned are we connecting with different aspects of ourselves?
1: Yeah, I think part of your question is like, is it a higher intelligent or is it different aspects of ourselves? And I think that really speaks to this duality that we've been living. And it's not either or, it's both and. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are And I do think we are. I said that earlier. If we are all each aspects of source, then we are both the higher um, intelligence or higher information and different aspects of ourselves. And that's pretty powerful to think that we have both of those within us.
0: And that we can bring it into this world.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Every aspect, like our relationships, our work, our connections. Yeah. It's all inside us. It's not necessarily somewhere out there, it's inside us. And I'm going to do here to my heart because really, I think that it's when we sink deeply into our hearts, not just stay up here in our heads, that Mm -hmm. we have even greater access to more whatever more is it feels pretty boundless Mm -hmm. it's infinite Mm -hmm. it's not just a higher intelligence and higher information it's infinite we have access to the infinite past present future you know on one level doesn't really exist there's no time in that dimension
0: and in my experience in playing with this i found that the less i talk about it externally yeah Better. I mean, not everyone wants to hear this, or not everyone can mm-hmm. relate to maybe my version of it. But the more I, I don't know, kind of really nurture it, yeah, for myself,
1: it presents differently. I think it's um, a sacred space within us. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like holding it sacred for you, for each of us. Like certainly, being able to talk about it and share it with folks who are ready open willing um, and yet right really holding it close because it's your personal relationship mm-hmm. with this energy with yourself prioritizing that yeah yeah i guess
0: that perfectly leads into my next question which is do you think that this is a mine Set shift as much as it's an
1: energy shift, or do you think they're related? Again, it's not either or. I think it's a both and Edgar Casey said, mind is the builder. So it's a mindset shift that then the energy follows. Our minds are incredibly powerful. And as we use our minds in focused ways, and there are all kinds of folks who are writing about that these days, then our energy does follow. Um, and we can use our focused mind to um, create the kind of energy that we desire. Mm-hmm. It's really a, a great partnership of the mind and the heart. This is what HeartMath has Researched right and um, included in their information that focused heart energy has it's it's boundless. You know, we measure energy of the brain; and it only goes out about four to six inches, but our hearts just are able to project in unmeasured ways. So, how do you see all of this
0: in the future of healing? It just to me feels like there's so much more being talked about than even was six months or a year ago.
1: Yeah I think this is an extraordinary time that we're living in because there are more people who are understanding that um, that we can uh, impact our our whole system, our own bodies and the systems around us. And we impact it out of fear. And we impact more when we're intentional with gratitude, appreciation, love, those kinds of qualities that are uplifting, if you will. Folks like um, Lynn McTaggart are doing intention experiments. Joe Dispenza has been writing about how we can Uh, meditate in a particular way and actually change our bodies, heal ourselves. So has Dawson Church. He wrote Mind to Matter and Bliss Brain. So there are folks who are writing about this and using science to back it up. It's not just woo-woo. I love that there's so much science that does back up these Mm -hmm. principles, these ways of being. And so I do think that from here out, it's about harnessing the mind, number one. Number two, I think the future of medicine and healing is about vibration. There's been a sort of building of of that up to this point. And we could probably name different kinds of devices that are vibrationally oriented and helpful for healing. Uh, I've been using a pulsed electromagnetic frequency device on a bruise that I have. Um, Things are feeling better at this point. There's also neurotherapy. There's, you and I were talking about a new research study that came about recently with um, using sonogram for healing, the liver. Mm -hmm. Um, Emoto talked about water and how our intention with water can make a difference. There's also microcurrent. There's vagus nerve stimulation, which is electromagnetic. There's homeopathy, which is also frequency and vibration. There's other electromagnetic frequency devices that um, have already shown to be useful for healing. So to me, that's the wave. Uh, Fewer pills, Mm -hmm. more um, energy and vibration. That's my take on this. I always so appreciate your approach
0: to our sessions because not only are we talking, but it is also an energy that you were bringing with intention and that I am bringing with my intention. And there's something about that that I think even takes traditional therapy to another level and gives agency to the patient. Yeah. And your whole list you're going down. I mean, it almost makes it kind of fun. Like, do I want to try this? It's not, oh, I have to do this one treatment plan. It's almost like in the exploration of some of these things and learning about them Mm -hmm. also creates some agency or some sovereignty about
1: our lives. Right. That goes back to what I was saying about Mm -hmm. being in command of Mm -hmm. yourself. I
0: know. Well, thank you so much for your insight. This episode is so important to me. You have to ask because, you know, we can talk a lot about healing and what is out there, but the intention
1: that we hold individually is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for yes. sitting me in this process for you. Dr. Thompson says it so beautifully, how we have access to
0: so much more. We always ask the questions, but who do we ask them of? Our idea of the ask can be different, but the answer ultimately comes from the same source. It is the relationship with ourselves. Be sure to tune in to episode three, The Zero Point, where we delve into the concept with Dr. Charlene Hudson, who will explain how The Zero Point can help achieve healing. Until next time. To learn more about the Sundays with Wendy podcast, visit Sundayswithwindy.com or to learn more about the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation, visit benjamingoldbergfoundation.org. I would love to connect with you. Get me directly on both, wendy at or wendy at sundayswithwendy.com. Please follow, subscribe, and share this podcast. With 10 seasons and over 80 episodes, it is a joy to bring you the world of healing, one season at a time. This information offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you should have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your health care professionals because of something you may have heard on this podcast. The use of any information provided is solely at your own risk.